0: Good afternoon. The panel are international National. I'm Wallace Chapman. I am with Penny Ashton, uh, MC and comedian, and Tom Harris, Operations Manager, Manager Ad community law. Now, just a word on this. The bushfire broke out at Pegasus Beach just north of Christchurch last night. It spread to over 200 hectares of coastal land, and hundreds of people had to be evacuated. Most of those came from the nearby Woodend Beach Holiday Park, and they'll be allowed to return tonight. To give us an update, we're joined by one of the locals, Andrew Fitzgerald. Andrew, welcome
1: and uh, thanks for having me on.
0: A pleasure, Andrew. Tell us about uh, how you first heard about the fire.
1: Oh, uh, yeah, so um, the first messages come through to us probably about roughly about 8 o'clock um, last night uh, of some photos of the fire, obviously, and then a couple of reports from um, people we knew in the fire service, and obviously we knew it was um, north of us and Pegasus and that there was a potential of it um, coming down to Wood End. So um, we rushed out there to the horses to um to sit just sit tight and, and mm-hmm. see what happened.
0: Yeah, and you had stables at woodend. Uh and did you have to evacuate the horses in the end?
1: Yeah, in the end we did. Um from from one barn, um Robert Dunn's barn, everyone chipped in there and we moved about sixty horses. Um on the on the whole property is probably about hundred and forty okay. and we probably moved uh near most of them really over the over the next two hours
0: by the reports I saw the video I saw pretty considerable fire andrew was it i mean was it a um it's needless to say it was very concerning was it a scary situation for you
1: oh for sure um it certainly gives you a good perspective on on how fast these fires move um, yeah. just watching it from from the from robert's barn um it probably moved two and a half ks three ks in, in the hour period it was uh, the wind was up and and uh, the sparks of you know, just flying off the head of the fire and starting new ones in front of them. So, yeah, pretty scary.
0: Uh, and, Andrew, I guess, I mean, the, the reports have come out that um, police have spoken to two young people about this blaze. It's a reminder, I guess, about fireworks and in these very dry environs.
1: Oh, for sure, um, especially in the dry environments, but also... Just around, um, animals, like, yeah.
2: mm-hmm.
1: you know, especially racehorses with us. It's a busy time at the moment. Uh, five days' time is New Zealand Cup, Cup Day down here for us. It's, uh, the biggest day of the year and, uh, it's a wee, wee bit of a hitch in the, in the road for a few mm-hmm. of them. Hopefully it doesn't affect them too much, but, um, yeah, for sure.
3: How do you usually mitigate guy forks with your horses?
1: Uh, um, I just hope that your, that your neighbours and stuff aren't too silly on, um, on setting them off really, but, um, most of the horses seem to be okay unless, unless they you know, get set off right beside them and people are silly with them.
0: Yeah, right. Hey, Andrew, very good. Thanks for your time. Oh, by the way, uh, the situation now, what's, what's, the, what's, the, what's the haves?
1: Uh, so Robert's still got his um, horses away at another property, um, and they'll be coming back probably tomorrow or the day after that. They've just got about five or six helicopters um, flying around over top. Mm. and uh, putting out those little patches and stuff like that so they don't want too many horses around the area um, while mm. they do that.
0: Hey, thank you, Andrew. Thanks very much for your time. No uh, worries. Andrew thanks. Fitzgerald there on the fire that uh, broke out and that's um, the
3: area I used to holiday. Well, like my friends had a family batch in Waikuku, which is just oh, around really? the area as well. I, so I, I you once know this... to Miss Waikuku and did not get very oh, far. So you know this area? Yep. Yeah. very well. Okay. Yeah,
0: yeah. Now, to, to this, uh, as interest rates rise, mortgage holders will find themselves spending more of their incomes on servicing debt. Banks are being urged to step up and support families and businesses uh, coming under financial strain as the pressure comes on from rising interest rates. The plea comes from the Reserve Bank and report out. Outlining the challenges in the fight against inflation, which also includes the potential for higher unemployment. And there will be cases where some homeowners will get themselves into what's known as negative equity. With us is CoreLogic Chief Property Economist Calvin Davidson. Kia ora, Calvin. Kia ora. For purposes of clarity, can you, and for those who might not know, can you explain a little to us what negative equity is?
2: Yeah, I mean, it's a very simple concept. It's simply a situation where your mortgage is bigger than the value of your house. Now, that's an estimated value, of course. You only ever really know the value until it's literally sold. But mm-hmm. there's there's a lot of models going around for estimated value. So it's simply where the mortgage is, is bigger than that value.
0: And uh, an example and stuff really sheeted at home to many who read this, highlighted the issue so clearly. A first home bought in last year's peak. Their home loan rate will almost double from 36 to 6.9% next month when it needs to be refixed. Where the money's coming from, he has no clue because everything else has gone up, but not his wage packet. It's... Uh, a really concerning situation for those who are in the situation, uh, Calvin.
2: Oh, it certainly is. And uh, the situation of negative equity can't be a nice thing for the homeowner, let alone all of those other real cash factors on in terms of daily cash flow. So it's probably a bit of a double whammy in, in many ways. So it's certainly something to keep an eye on. The, the key thing really through all of this is unemployment. If, if people can stay in work, you would hope that they can get by particularly since a lot of people have been tested at those higher theoretical interest rates. Now, some have. There'll be some who will be rolling over onto an actual mortgage rate that is potentially higher than that theoretical rate they've been tested on. So I think probably there's been a little bit of a change in tone in the housing commentary just in the past couple of weeks with inflation high, uh, increased projections for the official cash rate. Things have just sort of come a bit more to a head, I think.
0: Uh, Tom, your thoughts on this?
4: Yeah, this type of invest, investment has always been risky in the current environment. Um, with high, because I live in Auckland, out in out west yeah. Auckland, so we're seeing ultra high prices. Of course, yeah. OCR's going up, interest rates, everything's going up. I just really feel for those young families that are trying to make a start. And now looking at how you know how how are we supposed to handle the new interest rates with doubling in fees almost you know and I just an absolute fear for them and I'm sure there's some young families now having to sit down possibly looking down the barrel of negative equity and thinking what's our next move what are we supposed to do now?
0: Well, that's exactly it, Calvin. You know, it's getting the calculator out in the evening with a cup of tea and trying to um, trying to nothing out, trying to sort of stay afloat.
2: Yeah, and there's certainly a lot of pressures on household budgets. And I, I just point out around negative equity, it doesn't necessarily have to be a disaster in its own right because mm. yes, you might own more than what your house is worth, but if you don't have to sell, it is theoretically mm-hmm. on paper. So that is one important oh. point to, to yeah. make. But but yes, if you then you lose your job and have to sell, that's where it really becomes real cash. So yeah, yeah that's that the thing.
3: Kind of if you can stay, if, you, if you, you can just hold on, because that's what someone said to me once. Saying, the two best times to buy a house are now and 10 years ago. Like you know, to get on that ladder, it's not all-consuming, and I know that's what New Zealand is sort of like. But if you can get on there and cling on there, then it will increase in value over the next you know sort of ten years, what have you. So, to get on the ladder is sort of enormous. But there's the other factor too. Things like my husband ditched a job that he was not enjoying to take a job that was way less pay. So that's something that's happened a lot with the Great Resignation. So yeah, yeah and suddenly that's one thing that we're sort of dealing with. So He's, can I
0: ask you a question then in terms yeah. of because you bought a house? Can I ask you you, you bought a house fairly recently? three asking, years ago okay three years ago so is this something that you think about
3: oh absolutely i mean i am somebody who's had a bit of privilege and luck in my life with my parents have helped quite a bit so that's made a big difference to us but yeah absolutely like i we we only fixed for six months for various reasons I, I paid off a big chunk from my theater spoils hilarious um because i was like i need to get this down before the interest rates you know because we were at two point something right so yeah, oh absolutely, and I'm really focused on that. But also, Matt is like he's selling bikes at 99 bikes, and he's really happy. He's he's, oh, less, he's so happy, less
0: money, but happier. Yeah, like uh, uh, this is uh, so interesting, Calvin, because you know doing this doing the show, the panel, you talk about these sort of issues for the last what three years now. For me, it's simply uh, it illustrates a case, the case of how fast things can change in housing. You know, we knew things couldn't keep climbing, of course, but it's quite a significant correction. I mean, ANZ warned last week that they expect house prices to fall 18%. Now, that's 27% adjusted for inflation.
2: Yeah, the, the mindset has really changed. And there's a curious thing about the psychology around the housing market. If you think back a year or 18 months, there were predictions that house prices might fall 5%, something like that. And not much acceptance of that view. The, the, yes, the viewed as a little bit crazy to think house prices could ever fall. Now they're falling month on month, for consecutive months, and there's sort of a little bit of an acceptance that this is just the reality now. So it's funny how that mindset can really change. And, of course, great for 1st home buyers buying now. Yeah. Uh, just, just a big difference for those who did buy at the peak. Again, unemployment holds a big key here, and, and that's what yeah. the Reserve Bank pointed out in its financial stability report. But okay. this is manageable if people stay in work.
0: Mm. And, and just finally, Calvin, uh, there has been some buzz you know, I just I just want to sort of say it um, that it could rise, rates could rise to ten percent mid next year. Any credence to that or not?
2: Oh well, um, rule nothing out. Uh, that's sort of a rule one when you're trying to make the projections. But I'd say that would probably apply to a floating rate that that yeah. not a lot of people actually use. I suspect that a ten percent rate for a standard one-year fix is is probably a bit excessive because I suspect that if, if the OCR got to such a level that meant a 10% fixed mortgage rate, I suspect the economy would be in big trouble before then, and so actually the OCR might be being cut before we actually get to that point to, right, to rescue yeah. the economy. So there's a bit of circularity here, but, but yep, I mean, rule nothing out, but I think a central scenario is it's probably a little bit unlikely.
0: All right, Calvin, kia ora. Thank you. That's Calvin Davidson there, the CoreLogic Chief Property Economist. But, uh, I mean, you're absolutely right, uh, aren't you, Tom, that this, is, this all comes back to uh, having to, um, you know, cut your pay packet um, always uh, and more and more and more of it is going on that mortgage or indeed renting. Or food. Or food. Yeah.
4: And all you end up doing is start, you just start moving the hurt around. Yeah. You don't actually get rid of it; you just start shifting it into other areas. So, it, mm. it is problematic.
3: One thing about those ten percent stories, though, I was reading them. They all said, "Will it get to ten percent? Probably not." So, I felt that's kind of irresponsible journalism a little bit. So, it might—you know—they're all saying it probably won't get to ten percent. So, why are we talking about it?
0: Yes, but you never know. As I was, as he was saying, know, you know, last last year, uh, would it, would it, would house prices drop five percent? You know, and you could be uh, well, I mean, well called irresponsible for saying anything
3: else. Uh, but well, things and, can
0: happen, Penny. Yeah, but that's I don't think that it. that
3: was the point of these stories. I just think it was scaremongering because that's getting clicks and we're talking about it.
0: No, no, no. It could happen. Well, what's... what's
3: we'll have to agree to disagree.
0: <laughs> <laughs> 20 past four. The panel, NZ National. Penny Ashton, Tom Harris with me. The government's plan to introduce better checks for buy-now pay-later schemes. It is designed to protect vulnerable Kiwis. Buy now, pay later. They're a form of short-term unsecured credit used by consumers to pay for goods and services. Usually, 25% of the total price was paid up front and the rest in three timed instalments. And it is popular. The amount of money spent through such schemes in Aotearoa was $1.7 billion in 2021 up from $755 million just a year before. There's no interest charged if you keep your payments with us is financial mentor david very welcome david good afternoon do you see many people using a buy now pay later service absolutely
5: no we've uh, i guess if we talk to you probably talk to any financial mentor around the country and there're probably 900 of us uh, it would be very unusual now for us to probably not look at someone's um budget or debt schedule and and when they've come in and they probably most of the people are suffering some form of uh, financial hardship. or are see, just seeking some input as to how they can change their budget. But it would be it would always be rare these days to to not have um, a very high percentage of them to have a at least one, if not two, sometimes three buy now pay later um, obligations.
0: Is you know? this so where uh, you got? Is this where you got interested in the, in the issue? Because over years you'd been um, uh, clients coming to you.
5: Well, yeah, and of course, I suppose we've, it's, cause by now payload is still a relatively new, um, yeah. you know, concept. It's been around for, for a few years, but what we've seen is. Um, it's just there's been this proliferation and it just wasn't around and then suddenly it was you know oh gosh buy now pay later and of course there used to be the you know you called it lay by traditionally mm. which was when you put the goods aside and out the back and then you paid paid off them and then you That's got right. this when you mm. paid for them now of course you could stop the payment at any time and, and you know get your money back but this is a I mean it's a look we're actually not against buy now pay later uh, uh, in, in principle what we um, advocate for is just doing it and making sure that it's affordable and Doing it in a sensible and measured way, and just making sure that the people that are picking up the, you know, the buy now pay later, are not going to get into financial hardship. And the, one of the biggest issues has been, I, I, I kind of use the example: if you go in and uh, I need a $200 pair of shoes, for instance, and I walk out with a with a $600 credit limit, and we had we've had situations of a student going in to get a laptop you know and needed fifteen hundred dollars and ended up with a ten thousand dollar limit which they loaded up
0: <laughs> but but that's that that's not the problem with the system is it that's the I'll get a panelist to come in that's the problem with that person who is irresponsible
5: well the yeah you know, I guess it's, we've got to think about human nature yeah and um, if someone goes in and it comes down to saying I go in to get you know a pair of shoes for two hundred dollars and if it meets someone's requirements and they, their budget can handle it, that's, that's not a not a problem at all. But to then provide them with a limit, to actually then go out and get other things, and again, some of the pe- people just get sort of trapped into this thing of right. oh, I can I can actually have this now, and then they will use it, and you know, times they'll use it in an emergency when they're under stress, and um, yeah, it, it just k- tends to snowball.
4: Just Tom, how snowball. do you, how do you, how do you see this, Tom? Yeah, so it's a very uh, timely time to have a discussion about this as we sort of head into Christmas. So, yeah. um, at community law, this is when we see people get themselves a little bit foul with finance. Right. Um, mm. So, what we do see is uh, uh, some fund fa- who are struggling financially will sometimes buy out of their means with the buy now, pay, pay later, and they said they sort of think we'll get through Christmas and then January, February, we'll we'll get on top of this. Mm. But then school fees, uniform, stationary, uh. lands, now, oh, that's right. I've got to take care of this as well. So then, maybe the the shopping gets less. The power bill gets left behind, and then you know, then they've put themselves unwillingly, sort of unwillingly, they've put themselves a lot of a lot of financial pressure at the start of the year, which is yeah, really February, really, look, really just, if, your
5: planning. Yeah, February is a February is always a traditionally. A big month for people arriving in at the budget services uh, again exactly. absolutely just because of because yes. of that christmas um, you know oh. that christmas period thing absolutely it's oh. a, you always see a spike. things go quiet through you know end of December or beginning of January, and then suddenly everyone's back at, suddenly back at work the bills the bills have all come in the credit you know the credit card bills come in. And again, you're top on, put on top of that, where they've, you know, saying, oh gosh, and particularly where the buy now, pay later comes in, saying, oh yeah, look, I can, I can, I can have that. Look, yes, there's no interest. Um, they're absolutely right, but you start missing the payments, um, and you know, you, you really, then you start really getting into, into trouble. Oh,
0: so that's the deal well, if you miss your payment. Penny, have you, have you? do you use buy now, pay later?
3: No, I don't. I do have a credit card. What's um, the difference then? Well, the credit card is you um, – because well, the buy now, pay later doesn't take interest, but they charge you penalties, I believe. Is that right?
5: Correct. That is yeah. that is correct. Yeah. Yep. So that's the difference so with they the make credit their card. Money, yeah, they make their money by essentially just, you know, you go into the retail by 200 Dollar for shoes. Now I don't know what the I don't know what the um, the the rate is, but for instance, they the the retailer would get I don't know. We'll call it 180 dollars immediately from the buy now pay later provider. You know the buy now pay later provider gets makes their money by you know the extra the, the 20 dollars that um, you know that they're going to collect from the um, you know from the, the the person who's who's bought the shoes.
3: Yeah. Yeah, no, yeah. I've, I'm I'm a real big fan of saving up and then buying. I think I get it from yeah. my dad.
0: Uh, someone says, I use buy now, pay later. I've spent heaps. I'm uh, I'm ADHD and impulsive by nature, and it's catnip for me. So, mm. okay, so an issue there. Yeah, I, I mean. <laughs> I mean, if human you, nature
3: wasn't a thing, we wouldn't put caps on mortgages, right? Sure. You know, it's everything to, to what you can afford. So, the
0: affordability check, finally, David, there's, I mean, what's the limit? Well, yeah, six six
5: hundred dollars. Six hundred dollars. That's
0: per that's per that's per provider, and mm. I guess we,
5: we one of the issues I've got is that there are there are multiple providers out there, and again, I, I, as we will find in a lot of people's budgets and and their debt schedules, oh, there are two, three, four buy now pay later schemes on there. So that's six hundred before you now they have to do credit checks. Which is great. That's now well, sorry. And when the when the legislation comes in, there'll have to be credit checks at, at every level. When it goes above six hundred, hmm. it has to be an affordability assessment, as gotcha. every other lender has to do. Yeah, right. So that's it's just bringing everybody. That's just bringing buy now pay, pay later. Um, into um, basically, the, we'll call it the mainstream of mm. of lending in the Kia of of David. responsibilities.
0: Fair enough. Yeah, they vary their financial mentor on a buy now pay uh, later. Wallace, I use after pay. I use it all the time. I usually spend two hundred dollars. I have been given a two thousand dollar limit. This is there is no way I can afford to use this, so I don't. People need to take responsibility. Mm-hmm. Christmas is a wrought. Um, I <laughs> say, I, yeah. I, I say, bring back lay by. I love, well, yeah. love Malay boy, you know, because you, you look forward to it. You go to bed at night and you dream, you dream about those <laughs> the, shoes. Yeah, the, the, and it was
3: like, pay, pay now, get later. Uh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I was, I was never content about of that either, too. Yeah, I like to hold on to things. And um, yeah, yeah. We've we've got our we've
0: got our business editor here looking through the one day. Oh. I wonder if she wants to talk about buy now, pay later. Uh, I'm not quite sure. Anyway, um, <laughs> enough of that. We want to talk about showers. <laughs>
3: Enough sensible stuff. Let's get to stinky Um, things. And
0: it keeps on coming up now and then, doesn't it? A hygiene expert said you don't need to shower every day. What is the Western world's obsession with showering every day? Do we get too hung up washing? What's wrong with, I don't know, Mondays and Wednesdays? And Tuesday, Friday and weekends, it's just a face cloth. Professor Sally Bloomfield from the London School of Hygiene and Tropical Medicine said it's not really important for our overall health. Oh, someone who does actually just wash once a week, is with us. Yes, Shirley, welcome. Uh, th- thank you, Wallace. <laughs> it's wonderful to have you on. Um, but do you really? You just have one shower a week.
6: One shower, yeah, one shower a week, uh, and I go for a swim twice a week, and then I have a uh, have a shower and at the spa then. But during the week, I just wash my hands and uh, wash my face, and I, 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 you know under my arms and so on yeah. and that's and that's about it. I mean when I growing up in Birmingham, back-to-back housing, if you wanted to go for a shower, you got some change, you went on the bus and you went to the public baths once a week. What? I mean you well you're waiting in the frost, snow, ice, everything else. We It'll didn't have a, you a, a car. Why should you want to go out in the cold and everything else and have a hot shower and come out in the cold and, and get the bus home?
0: But you're not you know? in Birmingham anymore. You're <laughs> in Aotearoa 2022 <laughs> and you want to have your lovely warm
6: shower 7 a.m. in the morning. You'll get up fresh. No. You, no? no. No, 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 no. It's not good for, not good for your body. I remember my mum telling me, it's not good for your body. You got you got you got lovely bodily oils and so forth, and it's not it's not really good for your body to be showering every day. I, it would drive me mad. Well, if I've never done it.
0: We, Tom is our resolutions dispute person here
4: on the panel this afternoon. <laughs> Tom, um, right. tell,
0: tell Shirley she's wrong. Oh,
4: actually, you know they don't call it the black town for nothing up in Birmingham because you know all coal workers and you know and for those manual working folk, of course. Mm. Those people need a shower. Yeah. Um, for those of us who are lucky enough, that the, the heaviest thing we lift is a coffee cup. Um, we could probably <laughs> go without a couple of days without having a shower, and it wouldn't be too bad. And then oh, there's God. also ca- shower in a can. And so um, yeah, you know, we deodorant. have the ability to, sort of, yeah, to use deodorant and, and whatnot. But I do it out of force of habit. I'll shower yeah. every day, and oh. if I don't, I don't feel... Right yeah, I'm himself. about. I'm okay. about to do oh, a yeah. run of
3: shows in Wellington at Circa Theatre, and my corset gets very smelly as it is when I'm doing Olive Copperbottom. So I will be showering every day in Wellington because it's it's get, it's, get your links. Yeah, it's set in the um, it's set in the Victorian era, but we don't need to make it that you know realistic. For the, the, me.
0: Here's the issue. Here's the issue, Shirley, uh, and I, I I can't believe I'm saying this, but we are wrong. You are right. Yes. It, it, Ooh, it, it, it's actually yeah. it's actually a better thing to do for your microbiome it's a better thing to do for your body to have a shower once a week or it said not yeah. at all though or, that, that well, story. that's just that's just that's the that's the exceptionals but Shirley's doing it on the right track but don't there you, you feel but don't you feel more uh, do you have an issue with focus and concentration
6: during the day and not having a shower Not at all because I'm, I'm my, my body's used to it. Hmm. And the thought of having of going into the shower every morning is just awful. It, it, I just can't. I just wow. can't do it. Do you use it's deodorant? A strange thing to do. Do
3: you use deodorant? Not much. No. Do you think yes. now this is a very mean? I don't know. Do you think you smell? No, um, I, I don't think
6: so. I mean, I put, I put a tiny, tiny bit of possib- uh, some oil, or perhaps olive oil. So a little, tiny bit of deodorant. And that's okay. about
4: it.
0: Okay. Well, you but, might uh, you might well be starting a nationwide movement, Shirley.
3: I
4: hope so, uh, <laughs> because put, put there's save quite water a... that not way. in my house. <laughs> Yeah,
0: good on you, Tom. So <laughs>
3: good so for the dear. power bill too. Let's be honest; but, it's very good for the power bill.
0: We've got naysayers this afternoon, surely, but not you. You're a you're a, you're a showering messiah. Good yeah. on you. Thanks for being with us. Okay. Um, and you. yeah, a lot of response to that. Um, go on. Uh, I shower every summer, whether I need it or not, says Jake. Thank you.
3: <laughs>
4: no, every day. For okay, me. So those every lovely day. folk that are coming to see me at community law, just be know that I am showered and, and, and right. waiting to meet A- That's to, right.
3: to come to see me at the theatre as well. Wonderful
0: stuff. All right, uh, you're on the panel, RNZ National Star for Headlines.